Welcome to Briarwood Football Classics. I'm Matthew Forster. I'm the head coach of Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. This season is the 50th season of Briarwood Football, and we're publishing this podcast to remember some great games and moments from the past. And these are Briarwood Football Classics. We're joined today by really one of our all-time favorite players. I know, Mike, we're not supposed to play favorites, but you'd have to list Harlan Bailey as one of the most enjoyable guys to ever coach. So, Harlan, all the way from Dallas, Texas, uh, thanks for joining the Briarwood uh, Football Classics podcast. Yeah, no, like, no problem, Coach. Any, like anything for Briarwood, especially uh, anything for my coaches. <laughs> so just a brief background of your family. I can't tell you when I, I told some people that we were having you on the podcast, they love you, but they, they also love your dad. They talk about the hours of volunteer parking. So a little bit of family background, then we'll get into your Briarwood days. Cool. So um, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, that's where my family, uh, that's where my family grew up. I was there until I was about 13. Um, and then that's when God told my dad, um, didn't tell the rest of us, God straight told my dad that we needed to move to Alabama. Um, and so we, my parents were looking at schools and of course we wanted a school that um, was, you know, focused on our faith first off. Uh, and then secondly, and thirdly, like education um, and then going on to sports from there, since there's five of us and all of us play sports. Um, all of us are pretty big human beings, if you know who we are. Um, and so sports is definitely a big thing, but again, that faith, um, that education being first and second. Uh, and so we came down and toured Briarwood and I remember seeing a couple of people here and there, um, and just kind of fell in love with the campus, kind of fell in love with the people that we got to meet. Uh, I remember getting toured around by Matthew Frudo, um, for my shadow day. Um, and yeah, I just like fell in love with it. And then my, when we got here, we were just, we were all in from the beginning, um, each one of us, uh, four out of five of us ended up going to Briarwood. Um, my sister went to um, a different school um, just to like help her with um, her learning disabilities and everything, but it connected perfectly uh, with all of us being there, uh, being able to play sports, being able to connect with people. Um, and like you had said, with my dad, he, he volunteered from when, what was that? When I was in seventh grade was my first year at Briarwood. Um, he volunteered and he was the head, he was over parking for Friday nights. Um, and yeah. anybody who's been to any Friday night game, you know how crazy that gets with parking. Um, but you know, when you put a six foot seven African-American male that also had been in parks and rec, um, at the head of parking and is also a pastor, you know, your money's safe and you know that, uh, all, all the people there are safe. So, and, you know, if you came through Briarwood at any other era, I mean, you, you're probably a multiple year starter, right? But you yeah. happen to come to Briarwood and God's plan. You're behind the class of 38 seniors. Oh. You know, when you come into, you know, you have to basically wait your time um and yet you still had unbelievable size and ability i mean, uh, I mean defensive end i was probably it was probably around the height that i am right now so like six three um i think weight wise i think i was around like 200 my junior year and then i got to like 210 ish my uh, senior year so for years we've talked about uh just that that's not an easy existence you know to to be on the team you're doing all the work you're you're having to serve the team, you know, and of course, you know, you were part of a two-year team that went 25 and four. I mean, that's, you know, quite a, quite a record. And of course, you know, we'll save the best for last kind of the ending of your senior year was special, but talk a little bit about what it takes to persevere and um, waiting your turn. It's, it's getting harder and harder for young players to understand that today. You know, we've got the transfer portal and it even leaks down the high school, you know, so, 
talk a little bit about what it took to do that and and what are some takeaways from that um i would say really first it come it, it came from my family um so with both of my parents um both of them played high school sports and then my dad ended up playing um and then both of them won state in high school for basketball uh then my dad played in um, college um and not even just that just the the work that they do with my dad being a pastor um and a chaplain at uab hospital and my mom being a nurse at children's um you know you're you're talking about like just selfless jobs uh, and so when it came to Briarwood, when it came to school, when it came to um, sports, when it came to just my friends, um, just having that selfless attitude and just being like about us first. Um, because if I make it to the top of the mountain and, the, you know, they don't make it to the top with me, it's going to be pretty lonely up there. Uh, yeah, um, sure. Maybe on Friday nights, I wasn't getting all the glory and stuff. Um, but during the week, we were we were a team, right? Um, I was going through and making sure our offensive line was uh, ready and jacked for Friday night. Um, wasn't going to give them a second off. Uh, because, you know, if I give them a second off, the, the defense isn't going to give them a second off on Friday night. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, you're just you're building each other up, you're supporting each other um, and kind of just, you know, growing from that. Uh, and so I, I wouldn't even I really don't think uh, even for a second, it was really hard for me. Um, I think it it came down to like team success. Um, and also when I was in elementary school, my teams in Maryland were terrible. Uh, so <laughs> like, so yeah, I played all those games. I was a starting center for forever. We were really bad. I lost a lot. I lost a lot of football games when I was in Maryland. Um, then I got to Alabama and we went undefeated my seventh grade year. And then uh, varsity is when they went to state, um, ended up uh, getting second place in the state. And like, I, mean, I fell in love with Broward and I fell in love with just the, you know, the commitment of, you know, being, being at the top and just, and just working for that. So there are a couple of legendary stories about you, uh, uh, and so we want to use the podcast to get straight from your mouth. The famous JV chant um, that is credited to you inventing. And the, the story we have is that we're at Oak Mountain and they had a sign up that said, JV, what is your profession? Yeah, sure. You got to lead us in that chant because that had legs for many years after you left. You, you made it fun. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, absolutely. I could talk about that. Like with, with JV, uh, playing on JV my sophomore year and my junior year, I think we were playing, what was it, Monday nights? Mm -hmm. um, and so you're at the beginning of the week. You have to go to class the next day. You had just gotten back from practice because, of course, like sometimes you were going to practice with the varsity and then leaving for your JV games. But at the same time, like you're, you're playing a sport. I don't, uh, I joke with my students all the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, um, I, I mean, I love games. Um, I love winning. Like, I don't, I just don't like losing. Like, it's, it's fun. I'm not like a sore loser. I just like, don't like it. Um, hate that feeling in my gut. So, you know, we went out there for Monday nights. Um, you, we were going to win. And like we said before, um, with practicing with varsity, if, for, with varsity, if you're going full speed, then I'm going against guys that are, that are better than what I'm going to play on Monday night. Um, when they became seniors and like you said, 18 starting seniors and only three people from my, or two people from my class. And then I think we had one sophomore Simmons um, was starting and, and like, that was it. So ev everyone else was JV. Um, and so you're talking about what, like 70% of the team, 80% of the team was, was JV. Um, and so, you know, if you, if you start that Monday, if you start out with a win on Monday, all right, then you come to practice on Tuesday. Yeah, sure. We're tired from our game. But like, if we, if we win practice on Tuesday, then Wednesday, Thursday is going to be a lot easier because then we don't have to prep as hard. You know, we don't have to get injured and we're prepared for Friday. Um, and so when the chant really happened was me, it was all, all of my best friends, like football team or some of my closest friends throughout high school. Um, but like, it was like me and Proctor and like Paramore ended up having to start, but we were watching the movie 300. Uh, Cause that's 
when it came back, um, came out back then. And just like, you know, how intense those guys were, like obviously being a team, obviously uh, being warriors um, and especially like that Sparta kick at the beginning, just kicking them straight in the chest. Um, you know, all the things that you, know, that you can't fully do in football. Um, but we just took that warrior mentality um, and kind of just like came up with the chant altogether. Uh, and with me having the loudest voice, uh, it usually came down to uh, me having to um, to to yell it. Uh, and, and we yelled it during our JV stuff. Um, and then we yelled it, we ended up starting to yell it during the varsity stuff. Uh, because, you know, when you get to those playoffs, especially, you know, the roster starts getting smaller of like who's starting, who's playing. And I just remember like knowing I wasn't going in the game, but like me and all the JV stuff, once our season was over and it was playoff time, you know, we were their number one fans. Like we were, the, we had the best seat in the house. It was, it was right beside all the starters. Um, and they knew that we supported them uh, again, going as hard as we could during practice. Um, but they knew that like, yeah, we were sitting and watching on Fridays, but like Mondays, the pads were still going back on and we were going to be able to play again. Um, and so there was never, there was never a break off of, you know, um, of caring like they they cared about us they wanted to know about our game came to come Tuesday how we did um so it just it just built it just built a community so um I guess for the chant this is what uh, yeah Coach let's hear your best uh Harlan Bailey leadership voice all right JV what is your profession to sit and watch oh oh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hear the whole group say that uh, and then uh, that carried yeah. on for years you know after that that mm. was such a fun man that was just you made it fun you know and, and mike uh want to leave most of the time for harlan but you and i were talking you know you've coached now in georgia i coached in tennessee for a while and you know, we long time at briarwood but we've gotten to the point now where there are a number of players not just in football but across all sports that they may be a junior and a coach says, hey, want you to play JV, and they take it almost as a slight. And it's it's very, very difficult to get across that, uh, what Harlan was talking about, of role-playing, making the team better, team accomplishes more. So any, any thoughts about that, Mike? Move to Atlanta that, you know, the focus being so much on the individual and what the individual wanted to achieve. And that really came from, you know, and I, I hate to say that, but they really came from the parents mm -hmm. and, um, you know, having to deal with uh, the parents that only saw their child and didn't see the idea of, you know, like you've described, Harlan, being part of a team and what that means. And that's one of the reasons that I've personally just loved the game of football so much is because not everybody gets to carry the football. It's a it's a sport where you, you really got to be part of want to be part of a team you personify that better than almost anybody I've coached in all my years yeah Harlan you were a leader without being a starter or star uh, and of course that pays off for you we'll talk about when you go to Auburn and I feel like you took over the campus at least some other people <laughs> feel that way but uh, you know but then thankfully in God's good providence and his blessing on your life you did get to enjoy the fruit fruit of that labor so you know, there wasn't a lot expected your senior year, you know, lose one of the best senior classes in history. Maybe the 2011 team may be the best football team I've ever seen to not win a state championship, but they, they had a tremendous career and it just didn't go right in the semifinal game. So there's no expectations then for you guys. You know, it was just almost doom and gloom in some ways, not, not among the team, but outside. And then uh, struggle through the regular season, you know, uh, they start out 0-3 and, and kind of never could really piece some things together. 
but you guys never lost your spirit, never lost your competitive edge, and it pays off for you because uh, we end up being the number four seed in uh, 5A Region 4 and having to go down to Jackson, who was undefeated, uh, ranked number one, and then uh, talk us through that first week uh, that was such a such a an upset, and then of course, then the second week is stuff Coach Yancey talked about for years. But go ahead and talk us through that. Um, yeah, so that that senior year was was a whirlwind uh, because again, like not only uh, like yes, we had leaders, but also like you you lost like great men. I mean, they're 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 fantastic now. Of course, like you know, we catch up when we can. Um, I actually saw a couple of guys randomly in Charleston the last weekend. Um, but like you, you just lost such great leadership. But at the same time, like that's why we were building that JV culture from the beginning. Um, was and and the coaches, uh, yeah, I was already thinking that in my head. But the coaches absolutely were telling us that from from the start is that like like Har like Harlan like Jake like all of y'all, you all are going to be starters next year. There's no like there's no doubt about it. We knew that. Um, and so when it came to the season, yeah, it started off rough. Um, and a lot of times, you know, when you're looking at a team, especially like Briarwood. You know, you expect, you know, you expect greatness, like, like literally since I was born, like we had kept, we'd gone to the playoffs and that, that was what was in the back of my head is that I knew, I knew we were good enough. I knew that we, we just had to come together and we had to learn um, how to be, how to be an older team. Like we know how to be a team. We know how to work together. We knew what we needed to do. Um, but, you know, we just had to check every single box off. Um, and that started off with, then that started off with me personally. Um, and there were so many conversations I had with coach Harmon, um, you know, talking about uh, like that change from just like junior year to senior year. Um, and there were a lot of things that, of course, you know, I was, you know, being a leader, I was talking and doing all of this, um, but even as a player, I needed to change, right? Like there, there, there are steps that I need to take every single time. Um, and, you know, in JV, I can take a wrong step and I'm stronger than the person that I'm going against. Um, but in varsity, like the Viker and Jackson game, I take a wrong step and I can get, I can get mowed over by D1 athletes. And so that, yeah. that Jackson game was Personally, that Jackson game experience wise was one of the craziest things ever because they were actually undefeated. They had been undefeated for two years in a row um, and they won four. They had won like the 4A state title like those two years and they just got moved up, up to 5A. Um, and I'll tell anybody this story. I've said, I've said it a million times. Going into Jackson was like the first time ever where I was like Jackson is a small town. That's all they have. Yeah. And like the town, the wall, like the windows were painted, like the banners across, like literally like watching the movie and the show Friday Night Lights. Like that's like, that's how it felt. And for the first time I was like, we're in a hostile environment. Like this is like, like, you know, all of that stuff. Um, And it's the first round. So like the year before, of course, you know, we've, we've beaten teams in the first round before. And usually you don't see that many tears. Honestly, you don't see that many people crying after you beat a team. Um, and I remember the feeling after beating Jackson, just like, you know, how hyped we were and excited, like all the other stuff. And I have never seen just like the life just come out of everyone in the stands. And like when they like realized that they were going to lose the game, like and everyone in their team was crying. And like, you know, we started singing. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson um, by Outcast on the way back on the way back home. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Uh, we are we are for real. Um, sorry to make your seniors cry. Uh, and so um, that was a great experience. Just coming together that. And then once I mean, honestly, once you get that first one, then you're like, wait a second, like we can we can do this. So that Viger that Viger game, um, I have never seen an offensive line as big as Viger like ever every single one of their offensive linemen all five starters had d1 um offers um I think some of them were already committed all of that stuff. uh and so like you know we we step up to that line and it did like we're all in the same football field right we're all wearing pads we're all like there's only one pick skin like there's only there's only there's only one person that's going to win at the end of the day um and I remember I mean I remember it like it was yesterday we scored on that first drive and I was like you know feeling confident um we didn't score again 
the rest of the game. Like it was like a th- it was it was just like seven to six for a while, and then they were up, and you know, like we they had missed that PAT or something like that, or gone for two. I don't yeah. know what it was. Um, and you know, we were just wishing and hoping, and we made one defensive stand. Um, I remember uh, I don't know if I did or somebody like popped it out for the fumble, um, and we got the ball back because if they had scored right there in the red zone, if they had scored right there, the game was basically going to be over with. Um, but we just needed down to one possession. Um, and like <laughs> like like coach like 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 coach always says like an early lead is a dangerous place to be and like even a late lead is a dangerous place to be if it's a one score game um and you you put you put god and you put briarwood on a friday night with the lights in in that stadium yeah. like you you just pray that for one day god's not on our side cuz we're going to try to come out with that w and um and nothing like uh was that chandler and sam connecting for that yeah. touchdown at the end um that the voice sam sure hand sam and just like tiptoeing and like getting that win um and just knowing that we were going to go to that next round uh was fantastic and and truly like genuinely as much you know as much as great as the game was all that stuff um the part that always brings me to tears is like after that season uh was that that week is like we went into the circle um and I was, we were sitting in the circle uh, and I was sitting so close, of course, like so close to Coach Yancey. And like, you know, every time it's the end of the game, especially a game like that, I'm like, you're, we're all sitting up there just like waiting for him to say something super inspirational. And like, he really didn't even say anything crazy. He was just like, Bailey, like pray us out. And I would never, like, I don't know, there was something about him just asking me to pray for us. And like, it wasn't just, I don't know, I was just praying for us. Like I was just praying for like the school, like everything that we had gone through that year. Like there was a lot of ups and downs. Um, and like, when I tell you, like, it was just an outer body experience being able to, like, I don't even remember what I said. Like, I just remember just, like, praying and just, like, God, like, taking over in that moment and just being, like, truly a part of that mm-hmm. um, and knowing that, you know, like, th- this is what it's about. Like, yeah, not even just winning and losing, um, but just, you know, coming together and, like, continuously building things um, for his glory. Um, and, of course, at the end of the day, it always pays off, win or lose. So, um, yeah, it was, it was both of those are great experiences. For the sake of time, let, let's take you to Auburn now. Must yeah. have been some things about what you got at Barwood and the charisma guy. God's given you as a leader so you become this great leader I mean I would meet people down there and they talk about meeting Harlan Bailey and and all that you did and it would be impossible to cover it all but talk us through about how you're kind of credited for coordinating orchestrating the swag surf there uh, in the student section and and really Jordan Hare's always been a tough place to play but I think the work y'all did down there made it where it's the winning edge probably in college football. Yeah, hundred ten percent. I mean, with the swag surf thing, I can't. It was. Uh, I can't even. I. I always like anytime. Anytime somebody mentions it. Um, first off, swag surf is literally like my favorite song. Um, like one of my friends is getting married. He asked me like, what song? Like, what's what's the song that uh, explains like your personality? I was like, swag surf. Like that's it. That that's one hundred and ten percent it. Um, and and so whenever we like college parties or just like wedding i don't care like if the song is on i'm i'm going to swag surf I've, i mean i've stood on couches i've stood on tables counters i don't like i like i love this song um and so i told uh ben brew the dj um you know when he had signed like to be the, the auburn dj i was like hey dude like you need to play the song like i don't care when you play it like i've i've gone i mean i was there for five years i went to basically almost every home game even if it was for a little or a long time um was there 2013 with everything crazy that happened a uh, miracle and all that stuff and i was like hey like i just need you you know like you know auburn's kind of conservative like just chilling like you know we didn't play any crazy music but then when ben brew got there i was like dude i need you this i need the swag surf i need it now so he puts it on and like section 17 was what it was and like i mean that was mostly like 
me sitting with all of Black Auburn. Um, and so like we're sitting there and just like we hear the song and we already know what to do. Like we this is just this is our thing. Like this is this is it. Like again, whether it's in the stadium, outside the stadium. So we start swag surfing and uh and it just like slowly built from there and just like the whole the whole stadium doing it. Um and and of course like you know I pushed it and made sure like you know Ben played it and um make sure other people like learned how to do it. But uh really again it goes down to that that coming together. Auburn was a fantastic time. I, I learned a lot from Briarwood that you know checked off at Auburn. Um, because it really became like Auburn 2.0. A lot of my class ended up going there. Um, and of course, love seeing Briarwood people uh, everywhere that I went. But really, can you know, really connecting with people. Um, I had always, I, I had always, I'd gone to, I was homeschooled, and then I went to Briarwood. Um, and so going to Auburn was like, I'm there with a bunch of new people to meet. <laughs> so, uh, just like being on campus and trying to help out campus from Camp Eagle to SGA stuff to joining my fraternity Cap Alpha Psi, um, all of that stuff. Just it it just continued to create um, the man I was. Like I like Broward really you know stuck with like the Christian man that I was. Um, and then from Auburn like uh, with Camp Eagle and my fraternity and everything just like putting together that Auburn man um, and then moving to Texas, just kind of molding me from there uh, and, and just continue to grow as an adult. It's been fantastic. So what, so. Did, what did y'all call that with the, uh, oh. the, the, the social media graphics that became such a hit for a while? Oh yeah. The meme bombing teams uh, with yeah. basketball. Uh, that was also a really cool thing is because Bruce Pearl came to Auburn like when I was there too. So um, I remember walking in again, one of my fraternity brothers played on the team. So I remember walking in the game super early and there being nobody in the stadium. I showed up like 15 minutes late and I was like getting courtside. Um, and so, you know, going from there, uh, I'd like, I, I, with all of these things, you know, I, I, I love uh, saying like, I'll talk to, I'll talk about them, but there are always other people that like started it uh, with Pablo Escobar, like the, the Auburn Pablo um, and everything on Twitter, but really meme bombing teams has been the funniest thing. Whenever we win games, uh, just going to their Twitter account, whenever they would post the final score for basketball games, um, just sending as many memes as possible, um, as many gifts as possible. Uh, and it just got outrageous. Uh, and I'm not even like a perf, like an, an artist or anything, but the Birmingham News, um, the Birmingham News interviewed me to talk about it. Uh, and again, it just goes back to just like, you know, having a good time, um, just kind of getting the Auburn family together, uh, just to, you know, for a couple of laughs um, and a couple of cheers and, you know, just always supporting Auburn in any way that we can. Just every time I hear those stories, I'm thinking that is Harlan, Mr. Charisma. <laughs> it get anybody to do anything just because of your positive energy yeah you're not kidding so That's now not. now you're in dallas texas um really nice school system and you know you come on christmas and uh eat dinner with us and visit with the family and i, I just love hearing what you're doing in the classroom and as a school leader now so tell us a little bit in the few remaining minutes uh your role now as a as a professional educator gotcha so yes this is my fifth year i'm in dallas um, i'm working in uh at north dallas high school um for dallas independent school district uh, so this is my fifth year overall in education and then my second year at this school um i was like working at a small nonprofit private school before that um and honestly like it's been it's been a whirlwind i knew that i wanted to kind of go into just like obviously like a selfless job like something where like i'm helping people uh but just kind of like from camp where you go from you know, my time, like being at Auburn when I actually was doing the um, the football camps and everything every summer, uh, working the football camps, working the basketball camps. Um, I just knew that I wanted to work with people that were younger than me. Uh, and then when I moved here, uh, I worked at a school that was like fifth through 12th. Um, and then from then, that's when I knew I wanted to work K through 12. Uh, so I got my master's in educational leadership from University of North Texas. 
Um, and then from there is when I is when I transitioned to the school. So we've got about uh, 1,200 students, and I teach U.S. history, um, and of course, just you know, super involved. Uh, I'm the advisor for senior student council. Um, I still go to all the football games. Um, am I critiquing them in my head to Broward Sanders? Yes, uh, but I got to kind of let off the the rain sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, you missed that down block. Um, <laughs> but but uh, you know, like I I've just you know fall in love with my students um, and just like want them to not just fall in love with history because of course that's going to come and go, um, but just really learn about themselves in high school. Um, as much as I loved my high school experience, there were some things that I wish I had known back then, um, where we was just able to talk about. Um, I was just always on the go in high school, and I just was like you know I was getting so much information from everyone, coaches, teachers, everything. Um, and so I'm just I'm happy to be able to be that teacher um, and that teacher for my students. Uh, and just again, I, eventually I'll do the um, assistant principal leadership principal all that stuff uh but right now i'm loving being in the classroom i'm not coaching anything but you know i <laughs> joke with my students told them at the beginning like i go by mr bailey or mr b um i tell them every i tell them every year i'm like you can call me coach bailey or coach b i don't coach anything but like it's always been a dream of mine like i tell, I tell them every year i'm like yeah like uh, the big you know the biggest people in my life were my coaches um and so you know if you want to call me coach you can and it's always funny it's like the athletes will call me coach and then just like random students will just like you know call me coach and i'll answer to it so uh, you know, I, I tell them I'm, a, I'm their life coach. There we go. So Harlan, um, you need to hear from Birmingham all the way out there to Dallas, just how proud we are of you and how you represent, uh, you know, the Lord, Briarwood, your dad. I mean, uh, you, you should be so thankful for the role that you're having now and how that, and, and the way that you're serving. Uh, again, one of my great pleasures in life is when you come in town thanksgiving or christmas and you come by and see us it's just so, always such a pleasure to keep up with you and and then we're going to read we're going to get that jv chant going again uh <laughs> we need to return it's kind of lost its legs a little bit but yeah no problem i mean i really i, really, I appreciate y'all for having me on um and you know I, I really do thank Broward so much for those those six years um you know six plus years because obviously like you know it doesn't just stop there um, with the friendships with the mentorship um everything i was telling somebody the other day uh just like you know about being on the podcast and stuff like that um and i remember talking to you last time i was there um and that was the first time like i of course i always put all such a high perhaps scene in my head um but i remember talking to you just about like education and stuff and that was the first time where like you know i was talking about it and i, I just like felt confident in what i was doing um i was like i like i'm you know i'm, I'm going in the right direction especially like with uh, education I had, I had a question mark i didn't know what i was going to do for a while when i was at auburn um, but then like, you know, say being in education and, and having such great examples, um, not, you know, as, as coaches, as teachers, yes. But like, you know, again, as Christian men, um, I appreciate you guys every day. I, I tell people all the time too, like, and I, and I message coach Harmon, um, I told him, I was like, I am 28 years old. I like, I, I, when I work out, I like, you know, I have a dog and I teach and like, I'm dead tired. It's like, I don't know how you all did it. Like, especially him with like all of those kids and like having the wife and teaching sixth grade. I was like, sorry, like we used to, we used to joke about, oh, you, you're running all the time. I'm like, I have to run now to keep my sanity. And I don't even have like half the stuff that some of y'all do. Um, but again, I just appreciate you all uh, so much every day. Um, you know, you all help me grow and obviously like, you know, helping me, helping me and helping each other um, helps, helps us help these students. And so, um, you know, we're just building the kingdom, making it stronger. Amen. Uh, we yeah. love you. Yeah, yeah man. We, I just, I remember you in class in my Bible class and just, man, what a joy it was to have you in class. Right. We had a lot of fun. So Mike, uh, you know, we, we listened to Harlan here. Um, God, this makes me um, understand that you, it takes a guy like him to be on the team to provide 
what it means to become a team. I mean, that, that, those guys that came in after that senior class wouldn't have survived. Had a guy like Harlan not made it fun, not had the right perspective. So what, what can we do is future generations are coming through systems to, in all sports to keep that, those team principles at the top. Man, that's a tough one, but I, I, I just think more than anything that, you know, just the, the emphasis of, you know, of, of encouraging the emphasis not to be on you, but on the team, mm-hmm. you know, just like God is bigger than we are. Well, the team is bigger than I am also. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not just about me uh, when I'm on a team, it's about the team. Yeah. And, you know, we used to say big team, little me, and it's kind of the way you got to communicate it. Well, it paid off because, you know, we didn't get a chance to really talk through what crazy upset it was for his senior year to beat mm-hmm. Jackson and then to beat Viger the way that we did, uh, you know, the crazy uh, fourth down that we ran the the, yeah. the play that, probably shouldn't have worked, but did work. And then we have like 12 seconds left and we just run up and throw, you know, like rodeo follow and you just catch it in the end zone. Then we have to make the extra point and have to hold the water and make it. And I mean, the place just went nuts. And then, I mean, I would be sitting around in coach Yancey's office two or three, four years after that. And we'd be sitting around talking and he goes, Hey coach, you know what? I go, what? He goes, we beat Viger. <laughs> I mean, like four <laughs> years later. And he would say it like, like the parting of the Red Sea. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah. and uh, and you know, we've talked to their coaches, the Viger coaches, about that game. It was one of the most oh. upsets in Alabama high school football history. You know, I know, I know. I was sitting over, there, you know, I was over in Georgia at the time, and 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 you know, just kind of following the game, and because we we had a game or something that, that same night, but I somehow was following the game and could not believe the final score. I mean, yeah. I thought I thought something's wrong. But so proud, yeah. Because um, that had to be one of the biggest, biggest wins in Briarwood's history. Yeah, and the team ended up six and seven, but you can't tell those seniors they didn't have a significant year. So that's, that's what's right. pretty cool. Anyway, it's just been so much fun. Harlan's just another special yeah. part of this Briarwood Football Classics podcast, and just can't wait to see uh, the other stories that we're continuing to uncover. So yeah, yeah. So next time, uh, these are Briarwood. Football Classics podcast. You can find us on all your favorite podcast streaming apps and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Mm-hmm.